Here we go. Today's daf is daf kufchas, page one hundred eight in the Hilgim Mesachas Baba Kama. We're in Parakah Gazel Eitzim, and we're on daf kufchas. We've we're actually about a, a third of the way down on the daf. Let's call it one, two, three, four, five, six lines before it gets wide. Six lines before the wide lines. We are up to Boi Ravina. Ravina asked a question, searching for information. Now. We learned yesterday that there's no such thing as paying kefal plus a chaymish. It's either going to be one or the other. Somebody steals, again, let's say you deposit money by me. I'm tying time as ganav. I claim that it was stolen. I swear about it. Turns out that I stole it and I'm busted on that. I'm going to pay back double. And and uh, a carbon asham, we don't do the karen chaymish ve'asham. Now we're going to ask a new Shiloh, boy Ravina. Ravina asked the question, searching for information. My, what is the halacha? Can you take a payment of kefal, the double payment, and the fifth payment on two different people? What is the halacha? What's the, what, what, would, what would be halacha in such a circumstance? Now, this is a fascinating question, because how are you going to have a case where you're paying double and somebody else is, playing, is paying the fifth? Like, what happened? You have two people here. So let's see. What's the case of this Shiloh? You're going for example. I asked, let's see, who's, I asked Rabaran and Rabjim to watch my ox. So I gave two people the responsibility to watch my ox. Both of them claim that it was stolen. So now there's two people who have the responsibility of of uh, watching over it, and they both claim it was stolen. Now, one of them swore that it was stolen, and it turns out that he was a liar, and he admitted afterwards. Another one also swore falsely, because they're both not telling the truth, and turns out that witnesses came and, and um, proved him wrong in that way. Okay? So again, one admitted and one witnesses came. Samai, so what's the halacha? Do we say, Is it only when one person's making the payment we say you do not pay double and a fifth? Like we learned yesterday. But let's say you got two different people then. One of them is going to pay double. The other guy's going to have to pay the fifth. Now who's going to pay double? The one who's busted with witnesses. And who's going to pay the additional fifth? The one who admitted on his own. Aidoma, or perhaps, Or do we say that whenever you have one responsibility of payment, you don't throw a KFO payment as well as a, uh, a fifth payment? And here, even though it's two people, Lemaisa is still coming about through one denial of a specific deposit. Now, this is a classic case. <laughs> Of what we find in halacha to be, and, and in Lamdus and in Gemara, a chakira of a gavra or a chefza. Now, this is, uh, it's very important to learn these terms. Uh, chakira is when you create differentiations, when you create differences. Gavra is on the human, or the chefza is it on the object. Over here, you have two gavras, you have two humans, but it's one chefza. It's one. Din mumen, one financial responsibility that's being placed on both of them. So do I view it that since it's two, two people, two gavras, do I look at the gavra and say it's two people, so maybe one of them should pay the double and one should pay the added fifth? 
Or do we look at the chafza, at the item itself, and say, listen, it's ultimately, both of them are denying the same, the same deposit. And the same way when one person has the deposit, you don't pay double and a fifth. Even when two people are denying the deposit, no double and a fifth. And the Gemara answers, Teku, the question stands, Tishbi Yataritz, Kushius, Va'abayas. But this is a question that's going to have to wait for Elio Hanavi. New Shaila, here we go. Two dots. Boyer of Papa, Rav Papa asks a question searching for information. Boyer of Papa, Rav Papa asks a question searching for information. Trey Chumshi, I trey Kfele, Bechad Gavramai. Can one person pay two payments of fifth or two Kfel payments or two double payments? Okay? Now, how would such a thing be possible? Says the Gemara. Hey, what is the case? Shaton Tainas Avad, you gave a watchman, you gave me as the watchman a, a uh, item. And I claim that it was lost. Not that it was stolen, I claim it was lost. Now, I'm an unpaid watcher. I'm a Shemer Chinam. Does a Shemer Chinam have to pay on lost objects? No. So I claim that it was lost. And then I go and admit. That really it wasn't lost. And then I claim that it was lost again. And then I admit. So over here, guess what happened? I swore twice falsely. Okay? I swore twice falsely that it was lost. Inami, I'll give you another case. You swore twice. That it was stolen, and that's not true, uh, that wasn't true either. So again, you took two oaths, my, what is the Allah? Me, I mean, do we say, like we learned yesterday, the Torah says, that we don't apply both a chaymish payment with a kefo payment, because we don't want two different types of payments overlapping. But over here, it's all one type of payment. Maybe I... Maybe we don't put two payments on you, but if it's within one type of payment, we could do it twice. Maybe when the Torah tells me not to pay double plus a fifth, it's letting me know that you don't pay double responsibilities. It's two financial obligations based upon the false oath. So over here it says the Gemara, Tashma, come and listen. When a person swears falsely, when it comes to when it comes to uh, denying that he has Shmira Yosef Allah, we add on a fifth payment. What does it mean? And it's fifth Yosef Allah. It says, what do you mean? Chamish is fifth. Vechamishi Sov is plural. You see, plural fifths. See here, the You can have multiple fifths for one principle, Shmamina. You could pay twice a fifth or twice a kefal. Says the Gemara. Um, two dots. Tivu Bailim Let's say the owner was Taiveya, he made a claim against the watcher, Venishba. And the watcher swore that it was stolen. Vishilem, and then he paid. Vihukar Haganov, and then we found the thief. Interesting case. Kefal Lami, who gets the Kefal? Who gets the double payments? Listen to what happened. Listen to what happened. I give Yankel a deposit. He says it was stolen. I say, swear. 
he says, okay, I swear. Does he have to pay? No. But he's, after he swore, he said, you should know, I'm telling the MS, but I feel bad for your loss, that it was stolen. I'm still going to reimburse you. I'm a nice guy. The watchman, even though he's putter in halacha, reimbursed the owner. Now listen to what happens. We find the thief afterwards. The taco was stolen. The thief has to pay double of the principal. The shayla here is to who? Is it the original owner who gave it to the watchman? Or maybe since the watchman paid, he's the new owner. And now the thief is going to have to pay double to the watchman. Since the watchman paid for it, maybe he's the owner. Abai Yom Rabai says, that it's the original owner who gets the KFO payment. Rav Omar, no, it's the watchman. Now, what's the logic behind these two opinions of this uh, beautiful dispute between these Heilige cousins, Abaye and Rava, who, Baruch Hashem, were cousins who learned a lot of Torah together that led them to a lot of differences of opinion in halacha between Abaye and Rava. So here we go. Abaye says that it goes to the original, uh, it goes to the original owner, Kivan Shetachi Beshua, since... He bothered the watchman to take a, a shvua, like Makni, like Fela. He wasn't giving over the rights to collect the double payment. Rav Amalim Vishwagadin, that's like, Kivan Dashili, Makni, like Fela. I don't care what the owner wanted to be Makna over to him. It doesn't matter what the owner intended to give over. Bottom line is, he paid for it. The watchman paid for it. He is the new owner. And they argue about how to be medayik, how to make inferences from our Mishnah, the time we learned in the Mishnah. Somebody deposits by his friend an animal or vessels. Now, what happens if I'm a watchman, an unpaid watchman, and it gets lost or stolen? Halachically, I do not need to pay. I can take an oath that it was lost or stolen and get off the hook. But what if I'm like, you know what? I don't want to take oaths. I prefer to pay. That a Shemrachinim, an unpaid watch, really could swear and not pay anything. Then if the Ganav is found, he's going to have to, the Ganav is going to have to pay double. Now we don't know yet to who. If the Ganav is going to be paying now? Now again, the watchman paid. And now the thief is busted. Who's he paying? Um, the, the, um, the watchman. Since he paid for it, it's now his. Okay? Now, why would this be true? So the Mepharshim explain that, see, sales need to be with the owner's consent. So the shaila is, what did the owner consent to give over to the watchman at the time that the watchman paid? What was, he, what was he willingly giving him? So one approach is that he only was willing to, he only willingly gave him something that, uh, for the principal amount, but not, not, not to collect double. Or you could say that no, since the, since the watchman had the right to, um, to not pay anything, Maybe the owner's like, hey, I'm getting my money back. I'm willing to give all rights over to uh, I'm willing to give all rights over to the watchman. That'll be, you know, that's he, he's being nice to me. Okay? So Abaye Dayak Miresha and Rafa Dayak Misefa. Abaye makes a, a diop 
an inference from the first half, and Rava makes a diuk from the second half. Abai makes his diuk from the Rasha of the Mishnah. What do we say in the Rasha? We said, let's say, the, the Mishnah said, if the watchman, if the Shemrachinam decides, you know what, instead of taking an oath, I'm just going to pay. Then he's going to receive the kefal. Time the reason why he gets the din kefal is loy He gets the din kefal because he didn't want to swear. That's Abaye's diuk. And therefore, top of Amud Beis, ha nishpa. Let's say the watchman did take the oath to get himself off the hook. So now, once that oath is taken, is there any responsibility on the watchman? No. But what did our Mishnah say he then did? He still paid. He swore. And he still paid. Even though he ended up paying the owner, who's the Ghanav going to pay? It still goes to the original owner. From the fact that the owner put the Shimer through having to take oaths is showing the owner is, is still the big kahuna here. He's still the man. He's the one dictating what's happening. And therefore, he's putting notes on people and he's collecting double payment from people. That's going to be a Bayez Diuk. That's going to be his inference why the original owner gets the kefal. Rav Adayik Misefa. But Rav says no. Rav says, I'm going to make a Diuk from the end of the Mishnah where we said, let's say the watchman swore and he didn't want to pay. Then, what did we say as well? The kefal goes to the original owner. Time of the Rosh Hashanah. Why does the owner get the kefal payment? Because the watchman didn't pay. But if he did pay, then he gets it. Okay, so now notice what happened. It's very posh, very, very posh over here, but just follow the steps. Abayi says, in the Rasha, in the first part we said, you know why the owner gets it? Because he never gave over the rights. And Rava says in the Seifa, the, the custodian gets it because he paid. Only when you don't pay, you don't get it. When you do pay, you do get it. Now, each one is inferring from one place of the Mishnah. So now in classic Gemara fashion, let's play a short volley of tennis. Let's give a quick tennis volley of what does each one do with the other one's source. According to Abaye, we have a question from the Seifa of the Mishnah, which seems to imply you only get double if the Shemer didn't pay. Abaye will explain that. If you swore without taking an oath, I'm sorry, if you paid without taking an oath, then you get it. But over here, where you took an oath, then the owner is still dictating terms. And if the owner is still dictating terms, he gets a double payment. According to Rava, who says the watchman who paid for it gets the, gets the kefal payment. What's he going to do with the first half of the Mishnah, which seems to imply you only get kefal if he didn't swear at all. So that's only if he'd ever paid afterwards. You just took the oath. But Lemaisa, if he did end up paying, he ends up collecting the double payment. Tavu bailam l'shaymer v'nishba. Let's say the owner came to the shimer and he says, give it back. The guy says, sorry, sorry, Charlie, it is stolen. The hooker Aganav, and then we find the Ganav. Tiboi shimer 
v'ahayda tibo bailim v'kafar v'hiviyu edim. Okay, listen to this. So what happened was, the owner says to the watchman, give it back. Watchman says, stolen. Then we find the ganav. And then the watchman makes a claim from the ganav to give it back. And then what happens? The original owner makes a claim from the ganav. Um, and the kafar, and he denied it. So notice, so this is incredible. You have the owner, the, the thief has it. The owner is going to the thief, and he says, give me back my stuff. And the thief says, what are you talking about? The watchman went to the thief and said, hey, dude, give it back. And the guy admitted to having stolen it. They view him, and now they bring witnesses that he stole it. Now you only pay double payment if you're busted with witnesses, not if you admit. In this case, he admitted to the watchman, but he didn't admit to the owner. So does he pay back double or not? Again, you only pay double if you're busted with witnesses, not if you admit. Over here, he admitted to the watchman, he didn't admit to the original owner. Amar Rava, Rava says, and Ba'emes Nishba, if the watchman swore truthfully, okay, which was that, listen, some guy came and there was pushed, nothing I could do, it was stolen. So then the Ganav is a putter by admitting to the, uh, by admitting to the watchman. Um, because the watchman would be responsible to get it back from the thief. So he kind of takes the place of the original owner, but if the watchman was not um, uh, did not uh, swear to the truth, then the halacha is that he would pay back the um, we would pay back the original uh, we would pay back the original owner. By Rava, Rava asks another question, searching for information. What happens if the watchman wanted to swear falsely? And they didn't let him swear falsely. Why not? The owner came to him and he's like, listen, dude, give me back my stuff. The watchman's like, what are you talking about? I was stolen. The owner knows he's lying. He's like, listen, buddy, take an oath. And they go to Besden and the guy's like fetching the whole time. Hey, you don't trust me and this and that. And you backstabber trying to do you a favor and watch the thing and this. So they putting the owner on a whole guilt trip. Finally, the owner's like, all right, dude, just forget it. I'm not going to make you swear in Bezdin, fine. Mahu, what is the halacha? Now, what is the halacha is, do, do we say that the owner still trusts the shaymer to kind of let him take his place to get the claim back from the thief? Says, we're, take it. we're not sure how to handle that situation. We're not sure at what level of trust the owner is handing over to him. Rav Kahana Masni Haki, Rav Tavyumi Masni, Nishba Boy Rava, what happens if he swore falsely? Again, Teku, the, uh, the question stands. Okay. New case. Tavu Bailim Lashaymer. The owner makes a claim against the Shaymer. He says, Hey, I gave you this item, give it back. And if you don't, you got to pay. Vishilim. 
Now the guy, the Shimer, could swear, but he decides, I'm not going to, I'm just going to pay. And then guess what happens? It turns out that he, he paid, but it really was stolen, and he wasn't responsible. Tavu So, or, um, yeah, so in this case, let's say the owner came to the Ganav, and the Ganav admitted to the owner, Tavu Shaimer Vakafar, and then he denied having uh, taken it from the Shaimer. The Hevi Edim, and the Shaimer is the one who brings the witnesses. Then we have a Shaila Nifta Ganav Aidos Bailim Oi Do we say that the Ganav is Potter from admitting to the owner? Now, why wouldn't it Potter from the double payment? Again, double payment you only pay if you're busted with witnesses. Over here, he admitted to the original owner. He, he wasn't busted with witnesses. He just denied it to the watchman, but admitted to the original owner. So, me, I mean, what's the question over here? Me, I mean, do we say, the owner can say that the uh, watchman can say to the owner, since you took uh, the money from me, you're out of the, you're out of the picture here. And therefore, the fact that the uh, Ganav admitted to you doesn't uh, get him out of the kefal payment. I don't more, perhaps, the owner could say to the watchman, just like you decided to pay, even though you didn't have to, so too, um, uh, we'll uh, be nice to you, and we'll go after the Ganav, and You'll um, you'll get your money back, and we'll get our money back. Meaning, the owner the the owner wants that there's a additional payment over here, because then he can make more money. He can make more money. He already got the original amount. So he's like, hey, you'll get your. He tells the watchman, you can get your original amount, <clears throat> and I'll take the double payment. Again, the Gemara answers. Take who the question stands. Imar we learned. What happens if the if it was stolen and then we find out who the Ganav is? Amr Abaye says, if the watchman Either he can uh, go after the Ganav himself or he can swear and, and get off the hook. Meaning like this, interesting Shail. Yeah, listen to the Shail, interesting question. Shaimrachinam. Stolen. Who is responsible to get it back from the Ganav? The owner or the watchman? Who has to get it back? The owner or him? Amr Abai Abai says, Well, it depends. If he's not hired, He could choose. The custodian could choose. The watchman could choose. Then you figure out the din together, and he doesn't swear, which means you, you figure out a way to settle up financially. Either way, he's got a, the watchman has to settle it up with the, um, with the uh, original owner, and he cannot take an oath. Let's say this, this, this argues on Ravuna Baravan, the Shalach Le Ravuna Baravan sent a question. Nigva Banas Vukra Ganav, let's say it was stolen. Now we know who the Ganav is. If the watch was the Shemachinam, Ratsa Imaidin Ratsa Nishba. Either he can uh, go get it back from the Ganav, or he could swear and say, hey, buddy, I'm, we found the, you know, the Ganav's been found. I am Potter. 
Settle up with the owner and and uh, don't swear. He already swore, but this is prior to the Ganav being found. In other words, our whole Shiloh was what happened if the Ganav is found before the oath. Whether well, they take an oath, says Gemara, but there's no proof to anything because over here we could be dealing with a we could be dealing with a case where the Shvua was already taken by the Shaymar prior to the Ganav having been found. Okay. Vai says I how's that possible? We said he could choose whether he wants to deal with the owner and get it back from the, the Ganav and make sure the owner gets it back, or he could take an or he could take an oath. Okay. Now um, how can you tell me that we're dealing with, with a case where he already took the Shua before the Ghana was found? That's not true. Here you see that the case is dealing with uh, where the oath was never taken in the first place. It says, what he, may, what he means is that either the Shemachinam could stick with his Shua, and if he takes an oath, he's not responsible at all, or he can go back to the owner and say, listen, it was stolen, I'll take care of this with the Ganav and get it back for you. Rabazuti boy lahachi. Rabba Zuti asked a Shaila, what happens if you have a Shaymer, you have a watchman, and it gets stolen with force, nothing he can do about it. And then the Ganav brings it back to the Shaymer's house. And then it dies through Pshia, so through the negligence of the watchman. So originally it was stolen and then give it back. And now, because the watchman is negligent, it dies. Okay. Mahu, what is the Allah? Now, what's the Shaila over here? Why is there a question? He's negligent, and that's what led to the death. Who cares that previously it was stolen and then given back? See, here's the Shaila. Do we say, that once it was stolen, Ba'inus? So now his responsibility is done. And even if, if it's brought back to his house, he's like, I don't care. It's some rent. It was brought back to my house. I, I, as soon as it was stolen, I'm out, man. I'm not dealing with this. And even if it was brought back to my house, that doesn't put any level of responsibility on me. Because I'm not the shimer on this. I'm not involved. You ever been in situations like that in your life? Where you started with something, somebody messes the whole thing up and then tries to throw it back at you? You're like, I'm done. I don't do it. Like, that was... Last week, don't don't come back and just think that I'm back to where we started. No, I never accepted shmira again. I never accept to watch it again once it was stolen. So even if it's negligence, I'm not more responsible than anybody else. You know why I was negligent? Because I ignored it. I don't more perhaps keep it to hadra if it's given back to you after a unavoidable theft. Hadra l'shmira say you go back to your original shmira. It's a good question. Says the Gemara, Teku, again, the question stands, we don't have a, uh, we don't have a clear answer for this, uh, we don't have a clear answer for this Shiloh. Okay, period, end of that Gemara, here we go, Mishnah, first wide line, let's get through this Mishnah, then Bezham tomorrow, <clears throat> we'll pick up with the Gemara. Zok the Mishnah. Heichan Pikdaini, the owner comes to Watchman, and he says, Mr. Watchman, 
Where's the item I deposited by you? Amar Loi, and the watchman says, Abad, it was lost. And he says, swear. And he says, yeah, I'll swear. He says, Amen. And he swore. And Adam witnesses testified that he actually stole it. He used it himself. 